great time to start reading the Word again and getting deep into it. And like my brother was saying, we're all in, everyone's into Facebook and all the other stuff, Twitter, Twitter, whatever. I'm not a Twitter. And I very, if you ever notice, I'm very rarely on, I look at Facebook, but I don't go on it a lot. And the reason why, as soon as you make a comment, there is someone there to get down on you, right? And so I happened to see one comment the other day. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick to make sure I say it right. I don't want to be accused of misquoting. Let's see, Facebook. My feeds. Is it my feeds? Let's see here. Let's see if I can go the old-fashioned way and cheat. Uh, let's see here. And this gentleman posted an interesting comment. Let's see if I can find it. About the Trinity and why people are against it. And I thought, you know, I can add a simple thing here and take care of that one. Well, was I mistaken? Where is it? Come on. All right, it's what happens when you ad lib sometimes. All right, well, I don't see it. So he basically asked the question. Oh, here it is. Let me get to the very beginning of it. I don't want to wave at him. Well, it's not going to be wrong thing. All right. So he made the comment, why are people so anti-Trinity? And so I just came back, being the nice guy that I am. And I said, well, you know, it's interesting because obviously God knew that this was going to be a problem, right? How many of y'all realize that? How many of y'all have issues with the Trinity? Any issues? We have some, you know, there are some people out there. You have, maybe you have friends that have issues, right? And you get in these conversations, right? About, oh, is it, you know, are they the same? Are they three separate? Uh, what else do we have? Um, you know, only in the name of Yeshua. You have all these different things, right? But here's reality. Reality is that God knew this was going to be an issue. God knew that people were going to be having a problem with it. If you've ever tried to witness to a Jewish person, one of the first comments they'll say is, we believe in one God, you believe in three, right? And it's actually one of the greatest ways to start to evangelize. Because here's reality. In Judaism, we believe in a plural nature of God. The triune nature is how I call it. And so when, we, when, when this question was put out, and I knew that I should have known there was going to be trouble because people were using the yad hey vav hey in their writings, which automatically tells me this is a group that is on the edge, right? And the, my comment was very simple. I said, you know, God knew that this was going to be a problem. And he answered it in the first chapter of Genesis. And as a matter of fact, if you ever share with a Jewish person, this is a great way to break that barrier. 
Because they're going to say, we believe in one God. And they might even quote the Shema, right? Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But see, that word Echad comes from the word Yachad, right? Which is, brothers, how great, what is it? Brothers, how great it is to, fellow, to, to come together in what? Unity, right? So actually the word echad, the, the, the one that starts with the E, right, is actually the plural of one. Now what is the plural of one? If I have, the num if I have one, anyone here have a $100 bill? You want to get, let me have an example. I know you do, man. Come on. Christ, all right. You have them, bring it up here. Why do you have a hundred dollars? No, that's not. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> do I have another one? Anyone else has a hundred dollar bill? <laughs> do, I, do I have another? I need another hundred dollar bill. Who has a hundred dollar bill? You're going to get it back. Don't worry. Who has a, come on, no one else has a $100 bill? Four, tw five twenties? No one? I think I got a 50 here. Someone gave me a 50. Hold on. Okay, so imagine that this 50 is really 100. Okay? Since none of y'all else have a $100 bill. Got a debit card. There you go. Right? All right, so just imagine I have two $100 bills, right? So here's one $100 bill. What's the plural of one? Two, right? How, but, but how can I still only have one $100 bill? Huh. The plot thickens, right? Here's your $100 back. You know, that's how you sat right up front making sure. <laughs> I've known him since he was this tall. <laughs> and that's why he stood right there. <laughs> <laughs> right? So we have this idea that it's a unit of one. Right? Because I can take something and, that's one but split it up and have different parts, right? So God the Father does one thing, God the Son does another, and God the Holy Spirit does another. Three separate parts, but they're part of one. I always love to use the example... You know, a lot of people use, like, uh, you know, father, son, brother. But that, can, that, that confuses people, right? Because it's different parts, but it is the same person, right? But what I like is water. Yeah. How many of y'all like water? Yeah. I love water, right? For you students out there, what is water made up of? H2O, H2O right? The thing we love the most. So what happens to H2O in its normal form? What is it? It's a liquid, right? But what happens when I take this H2O and put it under fire? What happens? Steams, right? You guys have gone to school. You guys learned a lot, right? And then what happens if I take the same water and put it in the freezer? What's going to happen? It becomes ice, right? Can ice do what steam does? Can steam do what ice does? And can water do what either of them do? No. But what has never changed? 
It's still water. It's still H2O. Three distinct parts, one item. And so I decided to share with them, to reveal the mystery of God, because he knew that this was going to be a major question. And it is, I mean, I've, I've witnessed to Jewish people, man, this comes up all the time. And here's how I answer them. I said, if I can show you the triune nature of God in the first chapter of Genesis, would you be willing to listen to the rest? And what answer do I get? Yes. Why? Because they don't think it's in there, right? Now think about that. If, if I come to you and say that, wouldn't you think I already have studied this? So let's pull up, first we're going to pull up Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. While she does it, I'm going to take a drink of water. So I have them open their Bible, right? And I said, read the first verse. And what do they read? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I say to them, who is that? They say, that is God. That's a gimme, right? There's part one. I then say, now read Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And I say, who is that? And they say, that is the Spirit of God. I have now done two parts of God, already proving the fact that God is now not a one, but he's a two at least, right? He might not be a three, but he's at least a two, right? And how many verses have I used? Two. The first two. God takes care of two of the parts of God. Now, usually sweat starts pouring over their forehead. And then I say, go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And it reads... That is not what it reads. <laughs> I've done this a lot. That one's not what it reads. Okay, there we go. Wait, wait. You're not fired. <laughs> then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And I stop him right there. And I say, who's the us? And they're stumped. Now, what answer will I get? The angels. It's talking to the angels. Except angels weren't made in the image of God. That's why we have the devil, right? The devil got angry. He got jealous of man because we are made in the image of God and the angels are not. They can take on our image, but they're not made in our image, right? So I say now, so... Who then is this speaking about? Messiah. It is the only logical answer. Because it's not, if it's not the angels, it's got to be the Messiah. Because who is our Messiah made of, right? He, we, we, he was, we were made in his image, right? The only face of God that we can see and live is what? The Messiah. Right? Even, remember... We, we just finished with Moses, right? Did Moses get to see God's face? No. no, he only got to see his back. I wonder what God's back looks like. Have you ever thought about that? 
Do you think he's buff? Right? Here we, 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 we see these images, but we know... Some of y'all are thinking about that still. Some of y'all will get it later. Right? What, do we, what we see here, though, is an, a great understanding of the triune nature of God. That God already knows the issues we're going to have. And he brings it up right in the beginning. He takes care of it in the first, depending how big your Bible is, the first page of the Bible, God reveals to us in the Torah his triune nature. Because the Spirit does certain things, but the Messiah does others, and God does another. And so as we get ready to start following into the Word, I want to really encourage you to start seeking the Messiah in the Torah. Because He is all throughout. You're going to see Yeshua revealed throughout the entire Torah cycle. Because that's God's plan. The whole purpose of the Torah is to point us to God, to Messiah. We have this calling... So, what happened when I sent that email out? That's what y'all really want to know, right? So, I get a person who then says, makes a comment about, you know, only one God, and I said, you know, that the word, and I first used unit, the word yaka, that God is unity, knowing where this was going. Because I wanted to, I was, I was sucking them in, okay, I got to admit and he comes back with the Shema. And he said, and in all caps, one. And I went, that's the plural of one. He then started to argue with me. Fortunately, another rabbi, and I, by the way, I hadn't identified myself as a rabbi, so he didn't know that. Another rabbi comes into the, the conversation and explains to the gentleman that the word echad is a unit of one. And then I made the comment, I said, by the, you know, here they are, they're trying to witness to the Jewish people, but yet they're putting up a stumbling block by using God's unspoken name. And so I simply made the comment that you should not use the, the yad he vav he because it's offensive to both Jewish people and Messianic Jews. Well, did that lead to a conversation? The person then decided that I was talking about Yeshua, not God's name. And he said, how dare you be a hypocrite? I mean, he was going to big words. He had to pull out the dictionary and everything, right? That you're telling us that we can't call Yeshua, you know, God Yeshua. I'm like... And he's calling me, he goes, I know you changed, you edited it out, you changed it, I can't find it anymore where you said this, but I know I saw it. And I'm calling you out. And I'm like, is this guy on drugs? So I nicely typed back and said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I have no problem with Yeshua. I have a problem with using God's unspoken name. He goes on. Oh no, you did this. You're a liar. I went, okay, now I'm being called a liar. I don't like to be called a liar. You can call me a lot of things. Don't call me a liar. That's why I didn't lie. 
right? And I'm trying to be nice to this guy. And he's all caps. You know what all caps means? Yelling, right? So he finally, and I finally said, he's mixing up two things that I said. So I finally re-explained, and he's like, I, will, I said, you owe me an apology. You're, you're, you're wrong with what you're saying. I did not say that. I will never apologize to you. You're the one who owes me an apology. I'm like, man, this is why I don't go on Facebook. So I restated my points and made it very clear what I was talking about. And you know what he comes back with next? Oh, I misunderstood. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like that. Oh, I'm sorry. But you see, what happens is we get off of the true purpose of what God's calling us to do. We get into these little arguments that takes us away from the true picture. See, what we really need to be doing is sharing the good news. And if people have a stumbling block, we can take care of that. Because God's word answers it. And that's what the neat thing about the scripture is. God already knew all the arguments that were going to be. Right? God is not surprised that people, believe, that people believe in the Big Bang Theory. Right? He is not surprised. God did not wake up yesterday and figure out, oh, how did they get that one? Right? But God's word has the truth in it. And when we're able to look at that and guide our life through it, that's what he's calling us to do. So as we get ready to seek and get deeper into the Word, I truly want you to see throughout the Scripture how God reveals the Messiah all through it. Each chapter, you're going to see the Word come alive. Start, if you don't believe me, start looking for it. Right? Prophecy after prophecy. Where are all the prophecies about the Messiah? In the Torah, right? They're fulfilled in the renewed covenant, but they're all promised throughout the Torah, right? And the half Torah. So when we see and understand these things, that's when it all comes together. We shouldn't have a problem of God being a unit of one. Because that's what he's called us to be as well, right? We had to do different things. Sometimes we had to be a person in the world dealing with Normal issues, right? My brother was talking about, you know, uh, soldier, once a soldier, over, always a soldier, right? I never understood what separate meant. What does it mean? What is it? Always faithful, right? And if you see a Marine and they see another Marine, what do they always say? Separate right? Always faithful. In other words, it doesn't matter if you're a retired one, you're still that, right? I never served in the army, but I've served in God's army. And let me tell you, I got a couple purple hearts in this one. Trust me, I've been attacked. I understand how the, the be a veteran is. But it's important for us to realize that that's what God has called us to do. We're all in his army. And you know what? There's a big war going on. A war for a lot of souls. But God's word is true. And when you can stand firm on it, 
you can move mountains. Pastor Monica's here. She does a congregation on uh, Sunday here. She came to us with Israel. And they had a wedding last night, and we were bringing the books over afterwards and bumped into her. And she was telling us how they had a former a guy who was a former Muslim who's now a part of their congregation. And we've seen that happen here. We had Pastor Pastor Saeed, who was a former, not only just a Muslim, he was a former terrorist. He killed Jews for a living. That's what his job was. He was a sniper. But now, with God in his heart, man, he loves Israel. He loves the Jewish people. And that's what happens. See, we can see worlds change when God's in the center. Because see, a, a band of three is not easily broken, right? When you're in a marriage and it's a husband and a wife only, divorce will come. But when that spirit is in the middle, man, watch what happens. Let God be in the center of your marriage. And you will see how God moves in a mighty way. And that's what we're called to do. A cord of three. We need to be those three. We have to have those three parts. Each plays an important role in our lives. Don't let the devil and the world try to scare you. Stick to the word. And see what happens. Our God gives us living water. He said we'll never thirst because he puts his spirit inside of us. So in closing, I'm going to say L'chaim. I want everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. For those of you watching online and those of you here in the congregation, if you want that living water inside of you, All you have to do is say a simple prayer. That's all it takes. God says, I'll put my spirit inside of you if you accept my son Yeshua. Receive the parts of God so that you can have eternal life. Because Yeshua takes away our sins. And he makes it so simple. God just says, profess me before man. So right now with every eye closed, every head bowed, if you're watching online, you can contact us through the address you see. And wherever you are around the world, we will call you and pray with you that prayer of salvation. But if you're here right now and you're ready to say yes to him, all you need to do is raise your hand and we'll say a simple prayer. Is there anyone? Anyone at all. Then, Abba Father, we just ask right now, Lord, let us continue to see your Son Yeshua throughout your Torah as we begin to again, once again read the cycle. Lord, reveal to us the truth so that we can reveal it to others. We ask this in your Son Yeshua's name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. Amen.